Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Here at Sharp Best Health, our team is a passionate bunch when it comes to self-care, and on this episode, we'll be discussing the benefits of self-care and ways you can incorporate self-care into your daily routine. I'm your host, Janice Chinquanco, and today, I have my teammate, Emily Myhouse, joining me on this episode as we break down the importance of self-care. Thank you, Emily, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Janice. It's funny, the timing of this episode is actually perfect. I came back from maternity leave last week. So it's my second week back. Um, and so when you talked about wanting to talk about self-care, I thought this is perfect and really relevant to us at the hospital and me as well. So um, this topic should remain on really the top of our to-do list, yet so many of us, including myself, we tend to let this practice slide because we have so many other priorities, right? Um, I think sort of the common thread amongst healthcare workers, parents, is that we want to put others' in needs in front of our own. And that really is the mark of a wonderful nurse, doctor, healthcare provider. Unfortunately, it, it can often lend itself to us not taking care of ourselves. And so today, what we want to be doing is talking about what is self-care? What is it not? It's sort of this elusive term that gets thrown around a lot. And I think maybe there's not a clear definition about what is self-care. What does it actually mean? I think probably all of us have sort of this idea of what it means. So hopefully today we can talk about what it is, what it's not, um, and, and dive into maybe some more practical tips that you can use to incorporate it into your day. Awesome. I'm really excited about this episode. So, you know, Em, whether we're caring for our loved ones at home or caring for our patients at work, self-care is essential in order to give the best care to others, though we need to take care of ourselves first and foremost. And sometimes just to be, you know, an idea out of outer that's like, what? Take care of myself. Well, because I'm the caregiver, I give the care. Well, yes, Mm -hmm. but it's really important that, you know, we make ourselves whole first before Mm -hmm. we can offer that wonderful care to our family member or our patient. So there's a quote I recently stumbled upon by an internal medicine physician who is currently on the front lines of COVID-19. And the quote is by Dr. Manisha Singhal. And she said, I make it a point to practice self-care. I make an appointment with myself. So for example, for those who are listening in who are on day shift, it's important to cultivate a morning routine. Same goes for knock shift and cultivating a late afternoon routine prior to heading to work. This invites you the time for yourself um, for having coffee, stretching for 10 minutes, for example, or even doing a workout. I love that. And I really like the quote that you said um, by Anisha Singhal. I think, yeah, the making it a point to practice self-care and make an appointment with yourself. I think we're all pretty used to appointments at this point um, <laughs> at work and um, throughout our daily life. So it is true. If we don't intentionally carve out that time, right. um, it tends to escape 
pretty quickly. Actually, I was just having a conversation with my husband. And, you know, when you start off the new year, they talk about having your the word your word of the year. So what do you want your word or your inspiration word of the year to be? Mm-hmm. And I really as I was thinking about it, I really love the word intention because I think that life can just happen to us so easily if we aren't taking control of our life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's not not everything that we can control, but the best things in life, oftentimes we have to be intentional about doing. Otherwise, they tend to just, we go throughout the emotions of the day and right. somehow we just, we don't have time to do it. Um, and that moment just it, passes us by. Yeah, it does. It totally does. And so making that appointment with yourself, you know, it's been interesting. Now being a new mom, it seems like there's mm-hmm. always something to do. Um, you know, whether it's working or doing the dishes or laundry, and it just seems like there's no time to practice self-care. And so really taking a hard look at where can I fit this in? Um, and, and what does that look like for me in terms of how do I feel, uh, recharged at the end of the day? And I think that's a really good question for all of us to reflect on is what what helps you recharge? What helps you feel like right. you can tackle the day and you have energy um, or on the flip side, help you un- uh, unwind from the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to share, actually, I came across a really interesting article and it talked about what self-care is and what it's not. I think I mentioned earlier that there doesn't seem to be a common Uh, or universal definition. And I think we kind of get confused about what it is. I think maybe we think about self-care as, um, oh, well, I'm just going to go get a massage every week. Or Mm -hmm. um, it it, it can kind of blur the lines of being self-indulgent or selfish. And so I wanted to just kind of take a a second to talk about that. And some of the... um, the examples they put into this article. And so this is not my, my content, but I, mm-hmm. I thought it was helpful. So I wanted to share it. Um, and sure. so one of the things they talked about with self-care is accepting help. Um, and, and sometimes that means admitting that you can't do everything alone. And so on the, sure. flip, the flip side of that, which what is self-care not, it's trying to impress people by overextending yourself. Uh-huh. So I think that maybe this one will resonate with, a few people, especially in a caregiver role, right? We're, we're always extending ourselves to care, right. to take care of others. Um, and it's hard. It is so hard to ask for help. Um, I think at least for me personally, I have a hard time asking for help because I, I don't want to burden somebody else. So I feel sure. like I'm putting my, my needs onto somebody else. But if somebody offers to help you take it, even yes. if it's not going to be done the exact way that you want it to be done or that you think it should be done, just taking the help can be um, a way to create that space in your routine to get some of the load off of you. Um, the other one, self-care is not or is getting enough re- rest and relaxation, and it's not zoning out in front of reality TV shows all night long. <laughs> So this one is so hard. It is so, so hard. I think that especially if we are just totally drained by the end of the day, we, right. like, we've given 110% of our 
selves all day long. Mm-hmm. By the time you have just a moment at the end of the day to be quiet, it's like, I don't have the energy to do anything except for sit in front of the TV. And in the moment, it feels good. But I think something to ask yourself is, do you actually feel rested after that emotionally, right. mentally rested? And so um, the point here is to when you do have that downtime, what can you do that actually sort of fills your cup? So maybe it's taking a bath or reading a book mm-hmm. or going to bed a little bit early so that you do feel rested for the next day. Uh, the last one I wanted to touch on was um, scheduling time for exercise. This one's really tough um, because, again, all of our schedules are really busy. So right. what are some things that you, we all know sort of the the benefits of exercise physically, mentally, it makes such a huge difference. And there's a reason why we talk about this over and over and over at Sharp Best Health. You're probably getting annoyed. Like, okay, you always tell me to exercise. It's getting (laughs) annoying. But the reason why we we bring it up is because it is so important to our mental health to get moving. Our bodies are made to move. Um, And so that doesn't mean you need to go do a 60 minute workout every day. But it what it does mean is taking a walk after dinner or on your lunch break or on your 10 minute break at work instead of just sitting on your phone. Maybe if you could just go up and down the stairs or go, go outside for just a moment. Um, and so finding these times throughout your day and making it an intentional point there to do go. it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I think it all comes back to this word intentional. Uh, if you're not intentional about practicing self-care, chances are it's just not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So in just to your, to your point, Em, we talk about even just getting that, you know, 30 minute workout, you know, 30 minutes a day working out. And it doesn't have to be like you said, in that 30 minute window, it can be bursts of 10 minutes, um, three times in a day to get, mm-hmm. you know, your exercise in. So small tidbits of self-care throughout your day do add up and they benefit your physical health as it triggers a relaxation response, which can in turn improve your energy levels and prevent chronic stress from further damaging your health. So that's really important to ensure that we're not, as we say here at Sharpest Health, pouring from an empty cup or giving care to others while not taking care of ourselves. So here are some signs that you may be pouring from an empty cup. Emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, lack of personal accomplishment, constant fatigue. And this one I like to elaborate on is constant fatigue. And it sometimes it feels like you're in a, um, a boxing ring, for example, and all these stressors, you're just throwing your punches at all these stressors, but they're just coming at you just kind of like a rapid fire. And it's hard for someone, you know, stressor upon stressor upon stressor, if they're just thrown into the ring at you and you have no time to take, you know, a breather between each of these stressors to figure them out, to combat them before getting the next one, you know, to come into the ring, that could also offer the constant fatigue. So be mindful of that. If you're constantly feeling fatigued, it may just be um, due to compounding stressors and you're not able to, you know, get some sort of relief between them. Mm -hmm. Um, And not all stress is bad. You know, there's good stress and bad stress. It's a whole nother episode, but you know, um, and we have some content on sharp best health about good stress and bad stress, but just to keep that in mind, um, you may feel like you're dreading going to work. Um, You may feel irritable. Um, If you know, you're typically a kind person, but one time you just snap at potentially a coworker and you didn't mean to a friend, a loved one, and you know, you're typically kind 
check yourself. You know, if you're feeling any of these signs, check yourself to see if you're pouring from an empty cup. Another one would be that you have changes in your sleep habits. You know, and we're not clinical workers, but I know that my sleep habits have changed a bit, you know, during um, during this quarantine that we're in. So check that as well. And feeling down in the dumps, you know, um, could it be because you're not as socially connected to your friends and as, as you would be if it was not quarantine times? Um, and also feeling sick frequently. Oh, that's another sign that you may be pouring from an empty cup. Hmm. So if we notice some of these signs, you know, a lot of these signs point to burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if we were to notice any of these signs, like, oh man, I really feel exhausted, emotionally exhausted at the end of the day or irritable. And I just know that that's not my personality. Does that point to a neglecting our self-care or could it be something else? It could also be that, you know, for example, overextending yourself. There's a number of factors that could lead to that, what you're, what you're asking. But um, I think that it's something that just kind of give yourself a check. It doesn't have to be every single thing that I just listed, but if you, if it's like certain, just like pieces of these signs that you're noticing within yourself, especially sure. possibly in the past year, the past mm-hmm. few months, maybe a time to, um, you know, just kind of recollect yourself in, in practicing self-care. Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, I wonder if um, this is a common experience, but at least personally, I've noticed that probably when you're in need of help and self-care the most is when we don't want to do it or we don't think we need it mm-hmm. here. I think that that's when we think, Oh, I don't, I don't need this. If, if you feel if maybe those thoughts are running through your mind of like, uh, I'm good. I don't need to take care of myself. Well, not that you would think that, but you know, maybe it's like, this isn't a priority. I think sometimes that can kind of actually be a sign of when we don't think we need it is oftentimes when we need when it. When we need it. Yeah. And, um, funny you say that, Em. It's one of those things where I think of it, and my analogy would be that when I'm thirsty. Well, the time by the time that I'm thirsty and my mouth is so dry and my lips are dry, it's already mm-hmm. too late. And it's one of those things that by practicing prevention and just drinking throughout my day, even though I may not feel thirsty in that moment, can help combat the potential end result, which is I'm I'm dehydrated. And so mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where, again, small tidbits of practicing self-care before we get that eventual burnout will right. help will help um, with yeah. you know, our happiness, our healthiness. That's so true. Because right now, I mean, we're, we talk so often about, well, how do you prevent burnout? And exactly what you just said is if you practice self-care frequently, then there you go. That is one very tangible thing you can do to prevent the feelings of burnout, which, you know, these are, that's the drinking the water before, before you feel thirsty. And not making it the, not making it optional, but it is, you're making it your choice to Mm -hmm. practice. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for going through these signs. It actually prompted for me. We teach a, a teach a class here called emotional agility and it really kind of hones in on exactly what you're talking about um, and making sure that we check ourselves in case we notice any of these signs that we are pouring from an empty cup. And if we notice these signs, what are some things that we can do about it? Um, and Sharpest Health has a variety of different programs um, 
that we can help you, um, help you learn more about self-care. Thank you for the additional information. Am really helpful as we navigate using technology as many of our Sharp Best Health offerings are virtual. If you have any questions about this episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health, feel free to email us at sharpbesthealth at sharp.com. And just as a lasting reminder, if you're new to practicing self-care, your practice does not need to go from zero to 100. So incorporating small amounts or small moments of self-care does help and has lasting effects on your overall health as you make it a routine. So we hope you all have a great day and an even better year ahead as you practice self-care. So thank you for tuning in and hope that you all join us next time. Thank you all. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on Sharpnet.